news was sponsored by Joint Relief Institute. Home crowd at the UC, check. Eastern Conference rival, check. A chance to knock the Knicks down a peg, you bet. Bulls Knicks Tuesday at 7 on WGN-TV. We're going to rearrange our lineup just a little bit here because one of our guests is early and one of our guests is late. We won't ma- we won't say any names, Mayor like Lightfoot. But uh, Justin Kulovsak, with the Museum of Broadcast Communications, you have an amazing new exhibit coming next month to the NBC, and we want everybody to know about it. Hi there. How you doing? Thanks for rushing up. Sorry you had a little security That's issue. Okay. No worries. <laughs> Not because of anything you did. Nothing I did. No, no. You're legal. You're all good to be here. <laughs> so tell us about this awesome exhibit that's coming next month. Yeah, so um, after the amazing turnout for uh, Saturday Night Live, The Experience, Yeah. Uh, we now have Louder Than Words, okay. which is rock, power, and politics. And this exhibit is actually uh, direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. So it is every kind of rock and roll artifact that you'd like to see. Um, It literally, um, it looks at some of the most important uh, uh, topics in politics, rock and roll. It's amazing. It is amazing. The exhibit is going to include exclusive video interviews with, oh God, some of these names, Bono, Dee Snyder, Lars from Metallica, Gloria Estefan, Greg Allman, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the list literally goes on and on. And then, uh, you know, the issues are everything from civil rights, LGBTQ rights, feminism, war and peace, censorship, political campaigns, uh, political causes, international politics. And it really is this educational look going from Eisenhower all the way to Trump. Boy. And, uh, and everything in between. Yeah. Some of the artifacts are things like uh, Grace Slick's uh, vest worn at Woodstock. Oh, um, that's so celebrating so fifty cool. years, we thought that was a good thing to to have in there. Um, different correspondence with the FBI, um, literally Bob Dylan's handwritten um, lyrics for uh, the times they are changing. Uh, you know, lots of really really unique things. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA" lyrics. Yeah, Green Day's "American Idiot." Yeah, and these were all. This is interesting to me because they're all handwritten. Yeah, so these are these are all on like uh, legal pads and you know different, <laughs> note cards yeah, and na- napkins. Any cocktail napkins? Maybe I haven't I haven't oh. seen all of them yet. That's when you when when this exhibit comes. I mean, because this is a big deal. A lot of this is on loan from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you have to use like white gloves? Absolutely, you do. So the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will actually come in and they will install the guitars, the different memorabilia pieces that we'll have. Um, you know, and then we'll kind of manage it from there on. That is fantastic. So. Um, I also saw in your notes, too, the original Village People stage costumes are yeah. going to be there. Yeah, all of them. Uh, that's actually for kind of there's a whole section on uh, LGBT rights. Okay. And so that is kind of the uh, that area is called Gay Goes Mainstream. Oh, so. that's so cool. This is so cool. Some some pretty cool stuff. There's literally artifacts from about 50 different artists, um, including one that has made a little controversy of her own lately, uh, Joy, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, Joy Villia, who wore the uh, Make America Great Again dress at the Grammy Awards. Oh, yeah. So we have that dress coming. Um, I know there's Lady Gaga artifacts as well. Lady Gaga, we have... um, Please don't tell me you have the meat costume. We don't. Okay. We good. don't have the meat costume. I, good, there's, because there's some be other the pieces. Awful so. smell. Yeah, no, absolutely. We have um, from, uh, because it's each 
each president, mm-hmm. from Eisenhower to Trump, uh, for um, Obama, we have Aretha Franklin's hat that she wore at the inauguration. Oh, how cool. So some really cool artifacts that really are, you know, showcasing showcasing not only American, but internationally, um, you know, all these these wonderful pieces of rock memorabilia. And it's all genres of music, too. Alan Jackson, Kendrick Lamar, Queen Latifah, John Lennon. I mean, this, how did you get, how did you guys, how did you snag this? So this exhibit's actually traveled. Um, we're not the first place to get this. <sighs> Um, however, it's never been in Chicago. Okay. Um, and it usually, it's actually toured. Um, so it went from the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the museum in Washington, D.C. I love the museum. My friend Sonia is in, is in charge of that. Okay. She's a local reporter who moved to D.C. I think a boy was involved. They're married now. And <laughs> she runs the museum. The museum is the very first, um, one of the first museums I had been to in D.C. After, of course, you know, the Smithsonian and you go to the, the big museums. Um, but the museum has grown so much. It was right after, I would say, maybe a few years after 9-11 or a few years after they had brought this exhibit there. But it was a 9-11 exhibit and it was the newspaper, the front page of every newspaper that had 9-11 on the, on the front page of sure. the paper. The hardcover, you know, the, the print, the newsprint, yeah. all on display. It was the most moving thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great uh, museum to visit in D.C. Definitely, and um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you haven't been there, not, I know you have, but it's amazing. It's it, the cool. It's so cool. It is. It really is. Um, just a little more history about this. After yeah, yeah. the museum, then it went to um, the Ford Museum. Okay. Um, President Ford's museum, and then it went to Bill Clinton's museum. Oh, and excellent. library. Excellent. So it's been there. It's going to come here, and then after us, it's actually going to George Bush Seniors. Oh, so we're in between uh, the presidential libraries. We're in in between the presidential (laughs) libraries. Um, A cool presidential artifact, we have Bill Clinton's saxophone. Oh, that's excellent. So there's some really, I mean, like, really great memorabilia here. We should preface this by saying this is not touchable either i mean this is, is these not. are in cases so, yeah so, so you, don't think you're going to go and play bill, bill clinton saxophone right. so if you came to snl the experience that was an immersive place where you could sit on the wayne's world couch and sit on different uh artifacts this yeah. is a little more be, behind the glass you could say i love you know i'm glad let, let's take a pause here for a second and we're going to come back to this exhibit but i really enjoyed the snl i know i know i wish it could have stayed longer i know the time that it was here it, it was actually expanded yeah. a little bit too but how successful was that exhibit it was you know what it did um tens of thousands of people came to the museum of broadcast and the year before tens of thousands of people did not come to the museum of broadcast um so it really it brought people in it brought tourists in because we we went from being kind of a chicago museum to being more of a nationally known museum for having this exhibit and that's now with louder than words that's kind of the the cycle that we're going to continue on don't worry, we still have Bozo, Ray Rayner, Garfield Goose. Oprah's Door. Oprah's Door, all that kind of stuff. We still have that, but now this is going to be a new, you know, a, a new um, temporary exhibit. The, I remember years and years ago when the Museum of Broadcast Communications was an idea. Wasn't it just this small little faction of the Chicago Cultural Center? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The The one thing that is crazy that people don't realize about the museum, we have 85,000 hours of artifacts, of, of, of uh, video footage, sorry. Um, so there's all of this content and, you know, 
as funds start to come in, we're able to digitize more content, um, different genres, different projects will come in. Um, people like uh, years ago, um, Oprah Winfrey gave money to do all of the civil rights footage that the museum had. That's right. Yeah. Um, that was an undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Pritzker, she's actually given over the years, she's given uh, to all of the military content that we have. So lots of different, uh, you know, kind of going in, first curating and saying, okay, you know, this is military, this is civil rights, this is music, and then going in and trying to find, you know, how are we going to get this done? How are we going to get this sponsored right. to, to, to get uh, this content out there? It is. It's just wonderful. Oh, and I have to I have to give a plug too. the WGN, the original console, the, the board, as we like to call it here, which is basically what it is. It's a board with all these um, knobs and, and buttons on them. And it's how we turn your mic on and off and turn make you louder and, and quiet you down too. that is there that's where it was bob collins and wally phillips and spike odell's yep the actual board and i remember i think he used to doodle on it too spike would draw pictures on it so what's really funny if you um right in the main where you're sitting right now basically um at the board if you were to open up one of the all the drawers they still say bob collins do they really yeah they have all you know they have all these different names on there so it's pretty cool so it, it really is a piece of history um we're actually uh, that's that radio studio we're actually now configuring also with video and we're going to be opening that up so people can come in and do podcast uh, both video and audio podcasting and stuff that is cool can we tell stories too yeah of about, course. one of my favorite stories about that board is that after bob collins passed away and spike odell became the morning show host at wgn it was 2000 oh god i couldn't even tell you it was either 2000 2001 i think it was 2000 and spike would have to correct me um i didn't start anchoring with him until all five but when he was the morning show man tom peterson my former boss who was his news anchor said that every day bob collins wife would pack his lunch and he would have a piece of fruit like an apple or an orange or whatever it would be and he would just leave it on top of that console and the day that he had passed away the morning he had worked that morning he had took the orange that he didn't eat from that day left it on the console and either spike would eat it or somebody else would throw it out later in the day he kept that orange there for weeks and weeks and wow. weeks and weeks and weeks and then of course it got moldy and gross and he had to throw it out but it was just a it, emotional little little sidebar it, to it, that that desk has a lot of history um, it does. You know, when when you think about all of the uh, breaking news that was done from that desk, all the different interviews done at that desk, and to think that it's now at the Museum of Broadcast and it'll be there, um, it's actually in the Paul and Angel Harvey radio studio. Yeah. They were, they were dear friends of the Museum of Broadcast. That's so, right. That's right. Um, radio studio is named after them, but it is the WGN Council uh, sitting there in the, in the radio studio. All... I, uh, all uh, you know, all rewired and and everything. So and the original, there's the original. There's microphones there. I think there's um there's a, a scopes for pictures at least of the scopes monkey trial mm-hmm. microphone. There's so much history in the city and with with our 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 field. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And not only on the radio side. I mean, we have we have you know Charlie McCarthy. We have um all of that from the from the radio hall of fame side of the museum and then we have all the television stuff as well from wgn tv we've got you know all of 
all, all of Bozo, we have all the costumes and even the big drums that they would draw names out of. Okay. Um, we still have in those drums, there's still postcards. Oh, I bet mine's in there. So, yeah. I'm- I went to the Bozo show when I was six years old and I was, you know, I remember we had to be on the waiting list for all these years and people were putting their, their kids on the waiting list even before they had their sure. kids. Absolutely. And you still have some of those cards? Yeah, the cards are actually still in the big drums that they would pick from for play at home. <laughs> Fraser Thomas, right? He was the one who had to spin so. the wheel. Yeah. He was one of the guys. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, and we have Garfield Goose, we have all sorts of all sorts of Chicago memorabilia. Um, you know, on the on the kid side we have Svenguli, of course, forty years. Oh yeah. So Svenguli's um, been forty years? Yeah, it's been around He's for been forty doing years. That? Holy cow. It's been different Svenguli. Rich you know. goes, yeah, yeah. But not not just rich, but um There was who was the Svenguli before him? Oh god, I'm I'm calling you out, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Where where is David Plyer when we need him? He you know, would, he I would know. know. He you would know, know right now. We want to say a big shout out to Dave Plyer. He was going to come in and be with you. Yeah. He's um he's he's helping his mom out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we send her all of our love, our thoughts, and prayers. And we're with Dave tonight and his mom and his family because he's uh, taking care yeah. of some some family issues. Absolutely. So we hope he's okay. But we have Justin Kulovsek here from the Museum of Broadcast Communication. We st- communications rather. That's the second time I've stumbled over Museum of Broadcast Communications, and you think it would just boom. I hope to someday be in there. You know, I used to save all my notebooks when I was a reporter, and I thought, oh, someday this is going to be in the museum. Hey, you never know. So I have, know. I have bins and bins, Justin, from, you know, the Blagojevich trial, if you ever want any of that. I'm sure we would. You can- <laughs> we, can, we can definitely talk about it and make something happen. You can politely decline. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. But uh, we, we took a little bit of a break to talk about the museum itself and i'm glad we did because if if you um if you haven't been you need to see this museum it's there's so much history there um and the exhibit that's coming is rock louder than words rock power and politics from the rock and roll hall of fame tell us a few more things that we can expect to see when this with the new exhibit yeah so i think the i love the tagline also and it's whether you're red or blue we all bleed rock and roll I like and that. I think that's really true because it is true. I've, we've had a few people, you know, since we've announced this, that have said, you know, well, so is this going to be, you know, very far to the left or you know to the right or what? What is this? And it really is. It is a historical look, starting with President Eisenhower through President Trump, um, and it is artifacts based on, you know, um, there's literally also things like. Um, uh, Joe uh, Strummer from The Clash. His, oh, my gosh. His uh, I even 1966 have, I... uh, Fender guitar, which we're actually using as kind of a piece from our on our promos and stuff, too, for it. So I actually have um, a Joe Strummer story. And, and I know you're dying to hear what, it, aren't you? What is that? One of my dear friends, he is... Okay, this is six degrees. This is like three degrees of how everybody knows one another. So sure. I work on a show called House Marts with Lou Manfredini. One of Lou's photographers is um, Bobby Picariff, who was... A huge uh, Clash fan and named his well his son's middle name is Strummer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know it's a stretch, but oh, that's but nonetheless he's a huge. I could see him actually taking his son, who's now I think twelve or thirteen years old, and coming here just to see the Clash guitar. It's a nineteen sixty six Fender Telecaster. It is, and we, not not playable, right? Not playable. Okay. No. No. I'm trying, Justin. I know. Unfortunately, with this with this <laughs> exhibit, it is it's your more traditional museum exhibit. It is it is not an experience like SNL was, where you sit down on things and take photos right right there on the. On this the is cool, though. I am so excited. This is coming to Chicago, and this is the only appearance in will, Chicago for this exhibit. It will be exhibit. the only appearance in Chicago. It's going to be here from Memorial Day. 
through yes. Labor Day. Okay. Um, if last year was considered the year of comedy at the museum, this is going to be the year of rock because after this, uh, we are currently talking about bringing something else uh, <gasps> from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there as well. Oh, so, can you give us a clue? Um, well, wait, hold it. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll be back with Justin Kulosek in just a moment here on 720 WGN. We're talking about the uh, exhibit, Louder Than Words, Rock, Power, and Politics. Um, some of the artists, Beyonce, Bono, Eric Clapton, Bill Clinton, George Clinton, Sam Cooke, Bob Dylan, Melissa Etheridge, Aretha Franklin, Lady Gaga, Green Day, Jimi Hendrix, The Pretenders, Alan Jackson, Elvis Presley. I'm sure I'm hitting somebody's favorite with, with all of this. Sorry about that. 100%. Um, Every single, it doesn't matter what genre, what year, or what decade of, of rock and roll you love, there's something in here for you. And, and it is also a historical look. It, this really is an educational exhibit. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to learn things you never knew. But you are also, it, it is truly an educational uh, exhibit. And what's the, what's the clue? What's, what's the one that's coming next that I said hold on to that we were spo- we were going to take a break for, but... We couldn't. We just couldn't wait through the break to hear it. Well, just a little clue after the year of rock. More rock. More more rock. More rock. More rock. Oh, That's is it good? Oh, Literally, the the, the year of I rock know. will continue. Um, yeah. But all right. It's a it's a new partnership than we'll have with the uh, with the with the rock hall. So. All right. Cool. Will you hang out for a, with us for a little bit Absolutely, more? Absolutely. I'd okay. love to. Excellent. It's Justin Kolovsek from the Museum of Broadcast Communications on the new exhibit, Louder Than Words: Rock. Power and Politics from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It debuts next month. 836 720 WGN. We talked all about the year of comedy. We're talking all about the year of rock now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications as they're announcing Louder Than Words, Rock, Power, and Politics, the new exhibit that comes directly from Cleveland and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Justin Kulovsek is with us from the museum, and I think you described that perfectly, the year of comedy to the year of rock. But you were telling me kind of an interesting story that I want you to tell everybody who's listening how, how the SNL, first of all, that took so long to put together and and the intricacies of it and you were actually playing jeopardy and you were well let me have you tell it yeah so um the exhibit took almost a year and a half to just get to chicago okay like negotiations with uh the exhibit company with broadway video with nbc with the museum everyone there um then we open huge success love it all of this and literally last weekend you know uh well, the the thirty first was the last day okay. of the exhibit. If you walked in there today, everything's gone. Isn't that crazy? It's is it just like a ghost it, it town? Took, it took you know almost a month to put it up, and it took like less than a week to get all the artifacts back Isn't on it? trucks. And they left today. There are no more SNL artifacts <sighs> at the Museum of Broadcast right now. Where did it go? Um, it's going actually. Uh, artifacts are going back back to Broadway Video, uh, to their storage, um, and they're going to be announcing soon. Then where things will be going, but they oh. need the costumes back just in case. You know, someone pops up. Um, oh sure. You know, while while it was here, we actually had to send costumes back when Will Ferrell hosted. We had to send his cheerleading costume back and his Harry Carey costume back. Um, when Bill Hader hosted, we had to we had to send back his Stefan costume, Melissa McCarthy's um, bunny the the bunny costume for Sean Spicer. Yeah. So uh, we had to send those back, and so Broadway Video actually has taken the artifacts back, um, but the exhibit will be traveling somewhere else soon. Now, how does that work when say Will Ferrell needs his costume back or he needs the cheerleading? 
wedding outfit back? Does do you have to put the white gloves back on again? You, you, and you put the white gloves on, and um, it's always funny because we have these procedures that were to go through and comply with, mm-hmm. um, and then we get the then we get the costume back from Broadway Video, and it's like in a box, kind of just folded up and you know not in anything special no special bags that everything's in it was literally like here you go put it back on the mannequin thanks holy cow a lot of fun and so one of the things that we're right now talking with broadway video with lauren michaels if you're listening um (laughs) we really want to get as part of this exhibit it's not in there right now but one of the protest uh pieces out there from snl would be uh the torn pope picture Sinead O'Connor's oh, that's right. picture, uh, which they still do have at Broadway Video. So again, Broadway Video, if you're listening, we'd love to, uh, to uh, you know, you've, you've trusted us for the past uh, 18 months with so many of your possessions. We would love that as well. Dude, it's like an all call out yeah. to Broadway and, and exactly. to Lauren Michaels. Exactly. To have it. What was one of your favorites when you, from the SNL? Just from the exhibit? Yeah, from the exhibit. You know, I it, it was really funny because one of the very last days, I finally walked around and I felt like I every time I would walk through, I'd see something new. Um, I really love the Tuesday Writers Room because it's hearing from them directly. Yeah, that is um, cool. It was just so cool. And I think that that's, I think anytime that you can hear these stories direct from, you know, from, from the people that have that are living it, it's always incredible. And I think also to to tie in louder than words, I mean, really hearing from some of these amazing artists, um, the fact that there are video monitors all over this exhibit where you will hear from different people, you will hear from presidents, you will hear from rockers. And so... And are they um, talking about the exhibit? Are they talking about the items that they donated? The the items or stories, uh, you know, whether it be Bono talking about all of the charity work that he's done throughout the years and, and how so much of their music has actually been political. Um you know, I, I think there are there's a lot of things like that within this exhibit that people are just they're going to love. I can't wait to see it. One of my my favorite part, I think, and of course this probably is par for the course, but I love the news desk that you get the weekend, the weekend update, update desk. desk. That was so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Was and that- WGN did a bunch of of broadcasts yeah we had, we had the cochran show there one day and i was out there uh we had john williams show bill and wendy yeah. were out there too roe took over the entire stage oh we, we cool. did that on a monday when we were closed and so he actually had a live band and all sorts of people so. i love how well it's not giving anything away now because if you missed it, it sorry maybe it'll come back again but <laughs> for now it's gone to make way for this new awesome exhibit but i love the fact that you know it 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 almost was like you were sitting in the audience on the on the chairs that they're similar to the kind mm-hmm. that they have at the actual broadcast. Swivel chairs. Yeah, the swivel chairs. And then the, the lights went down and then the screen came out and Tina Fey, and I don't know how you did this. It was like the perfect hologram. It was like she was actually standing there. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really, really expensive projector. Oh, my um, God. I, I, we all, because we were way in the back at that point and took a double take and went, wait a minute. Yeah, it it's really cool. It, it was a lot of fun. And also, if while she would be on on a home base, if you looked over to the right or the left, you'd actually start to see the crew on the different screens that we had. You'd see this, the crew kind of getting lights ready or getting the, you know, the audio ready, cameras moving around and yeah. such. So um, they really tried to make it so that it was this immersive experience where you were sitting there. It was as if you were, 
you know, you were actually uh, at 8H watching watching a show. It was awesome. And and did you get to learn any of the inner workings too about SNL? Just having the exhibit there, kind of some of these. Did they really they really do the writers' room and they they meet on say what a Monday or Tuesday and then practice through the rest of the week? I think one of the one of the um, really fun stories. Is that, um, and I've heard this from many SNL cast members now, and they will remain they will remain nameless. Um, will they really? They will. Okay. okay. Uh, off their records. Off their record. <laughs> but at this, but on Monday, um, everyone actually piles into Lauren Michaels' office, and they have a, a meeting where they're meeting the host for the week, and um, and it's not only it's it's the writers, but it's also um, it's also the cast, and so they all come in. And they have to do this, like, impromptu pitching a sketch idea. Okay. This is on Monday? Yeah. Okay. And they're awful. Like, every really? person I know that, that has talked about these Monday these these Monday meetings, they're just, like, people are literally just coming up with anything. Um, and then Tuesday is when it really starts, the writing. That's when it gets real. Yeah. Um, there's some... But... Uh, we also so we had uh, Bobby Moyahan in uh, early March, and when we had him in, he was walking around and he had tears in his eyes. So he was yeah. walking around places because he said, "This is so real." The other thing that so many cast members um, have said, they were so impressed that it not only gave the spotlight to the cast, yeah, but it also gave the spotlight to the crew. Yes. Um, and all the people behind the scenes. And uh, I have to give props to Mark Locke, who created that exhibit, and now who's also one of the creative directors of Hamilton, the exhibition that's opening at Northerly Island here in uh, the end of April. Which is so cool that Broadway in Chicago is is uh, part of that as yeah. well. That is going to be amazing, too. So, some really, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, Mark has done amazing work here in Chicago, whether it be King Tut, uh, Titanic. SNL and now Hamilton, but um, you know he always makes sure that that the credit is is given where it should be. I'm glad you so. brought up the crew too because one of my they they work so hard and it's got to be so difficult because you're on you're in a in a room obviously when when SNL is on it you're on the stage and you don't have that many you don't have multiple rooms to work with you know you're on a stage and i really like and they just started this the past few years justin is when they go to break they come back and they say coming up more with kit harrington i'm just saying that Mm because he was the host on saturday more with kit harrington but then you can see the crew and they're rushing to put together you know they're rushing to put the chairs in and get the jeopardy set up people also loved um the control room Oh yeah, because you actually would hear them calling the show, yeah. and you even heard there was a moment where Don Roy King, the director, is saying, "We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Let's figure something out, guys." And because it's live and it's just happening at that time, so yeah. um, you know, really some 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 cool things. It was bittersweet to see it go. Um, oh, wish it, it was. could stay, but at the same time, you know, onto onto other things. Onto so. this. This is going to be amazing and tell us when it opens again it opens memorial day weekend and it goes through labor day labor day you'll and extend it won't you Come i don't on. know it's a, is it up to the uh, rock and roll hall of fame i we'll see as to when they want their their, their stuff back yeah now who decides what I, I know you pretty much have every artist on the planet involved in this from beyonce to elvis to stevie wonder to Anne to Hart, um Grace john Slick, lennon and twisted sister john lennon and yoko ono i mean so who decides so what the, goes? This was all curated by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they so picked. Yeah. 
So there's been a few things where we've said like, hey, is there any chance that we have something Chicago that we can get in there? You know, some some artifact from from somebody here. Sometime. Um, but at the same time, it, it really was up to up to them. You know what? I, I love hearing stories about when artists come to Chicago and how they enjoy our city or different restaurants they go to. And when I lived up in Wrigleyville, Lakeview, there was a place, I think it's still there, Chicago Diner. And it was a vegetarian or vegetarian slash vegan restaurant. Very popular, very good food. But I walked past it a hundred times and never really gave it a second thought. And um, my next door neighbor at the time said that she was walking by and who pulls up in front of Chicago Diner and gets out. It was the Pretenders. Okay. And Chrissy Hyde. And could not have been nicer. Sat there. And, of course, it's Chrissy Hyde. So people are coming up <laughs> in Chicago Diner and they're asking for autographs and sure. pictures at the time. And she she obliged every person who came up to her. And I've heard that about Joan Jett, too. Is that we, when she comes to town, every autograph is signed. The other person that used to hang out there all the time was Lady Gaga. Really? Yeah. So as as part of her kind of being a vegetarian and stuff, it's one of her favorite places in, in Chicago to, to dine. So I like that's what, at first who I thought you were going to say. Yeah, then, you thought I was going to say Gaga? Yeah. So. Well, she lived here for a while, too, because she was dating Taylor Kinney. Yeah. Or engaged to. So. Right. Yeah. Is it the engagement ring? Is that what's going to be no. there? Okay. No. <laughs> Hang out for just a few more minutes here. Sure. We're talking to Justin Kulovsek from the Museum of Broadcast Communications about this awesome new exhibit that is going to uh, open next month. We'll take a quick break and come back after this on 720 WGN. 850-720 WGN. Mayor-elect Lori Lightfoot joins us on the radio this evening. Hopefully we're not interrupting the big game. We are, aren't we, Mayor-elect? You know, I'm just sitting here, got the game on, and got a little root beer float for dessert, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I have to I have to ask you the, the tough question first. You threw at the first pitch at the White Sox game last week. You threw at the first pitch at the Cubs game this week. What had the better feel? Now, be honest. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to get the political answer there <laughs> right. as a as a decades long White Sox season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got I got to root for my home team. But you know, today was a beautiful day at Wrigley and got to meet some of the uh, um, Cubby greats. So we had fun there as well. All right, not to be armchair quarterback or arm t- armchair pitcher, but I think the throw was a little bit better today. Let's just say I I gave myself like a C. Um, also Friday's throw, um, and part because I choked because uh, AJ Pruszynski ended up popping up as my catcher, which was a little startling. Um, but today, did a little practice ahead of time, um, and I got it across the plate. So I'm, I'm pleased with the effort. I, I, I would say a solid A for today, Marilla. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, hey, thank you for being with us. Congratulations on your victory. Uh, I asked you, the last time I talked to you, I said, what was going through your mind on election night the first time as the results were mm-hmm. coming in? So what was going through your mind this time? You had you had a huge lead. I mean, I know we're not supposed to follow the polls, but you took every ward as the results were coming in. What was going through your mind this time, Mayor-elect? Well, it was a little surreal. You know, we were hoping for a very uh, good night and a mandate. and But, you know, it, it, to win 50 wards and win by almost 50 points, um, nobody predicted that, certainly not our internal points. But, you know, I think what it really speaks to is this incredible desire uh, for change. And I heard that uh, on a daily basis, multiple times a day from people really all over the city. Um, and the resounding win that we got 
I think really just underscored that. So I'm, I'm humbled and, and obviously honored by the support and confidence that people have invested in me, and I'm going to work hard every day to um, let them know that their support was, was well justified. Knowing you and getting to know you throughout this whole campaign over the past year, Mayor-elect, I, I don't think it's lost on you that you did win all 50 wards and the people of Chicago all came together. You you kind of unified people for to, to sweep all 50 wards. People are saying, hey, we want a bit of a change. And I love the fact, and I think most Chicagoans love the fact that you're not going to be swayed by, say, perhaps maybe Alderman Burke, who has... Is, is trying to rally certain people against you, and, and it's not going to sway you. And I think that's your message to Chicago. No, I mean, I think anybody who um, looks at the election results last week and, and, and comes away with anything other than it's a broad and deep mandate for change is fooling themselves. And, you know, I'm going to work every, hard every day to be true to that mandate, but I think everyone else, including people on the city council, need to recognize ways are just not going to prevail. The status quo has failed us, and I, I recognize that there are people who have been around and have profited from a broken political system, but it's, it's a new day is dawning in Chicago, and I intend to um, do everything I can to exploit the mandate to bring a better kind of government to the city, one that isn't life with corruption, and, and that puts people first. I think you had a uh, you you took a very bold step yesterday. You sent out a note asking Alderman to host a hearing on the matter with with regard to Lincoln Yards today. I think you had a big victory today. I wanted to see what your take on it when the finance committee was set to vote this morning on the Lincoln Yards project. This is the 1.6 billion dollar in TIF financing subsidies on two large scale development projects and. Mayor Emanuel said he is going to delay that vote, and that's what he did today, out of respect for you. Do you see that as a victory? How did you feel when when the mayor, or when Mayor Emanuel said that he was going to do this today? Well, look, I've been very consistent since this Lincoln Yards project, in particular, first kind of burst into the public view last July. But, you know, we urged a much more transparent process. This is a this is a, the equivalent of being a small city in the middle of. Lincoln Park. And we need far more transparency than what's been given, particularly on the impacts of this program, this uh, proposed development it's going to have on all the surrounding neighborhoods. It's a massive project. It's clearly impact on transportation, on infrastructure, on schools. And, you know, we've, we've had lawyers pour through the uh, uh, redevelopment agreement, each of them for um, Lincoln Yards and for 78 are like over 600 pages each. So, you know, 1,200 pages, it's not all boilerplate. There's a lot of detail in there that is going to have profound financial and other implications for the city that makes sense to slow this thing down. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's what and that's what happened too. I, I know um, when you're after you're sworn in, I'm sure you have a, a laundry list of things that you you're already really getting started and hitting the ground running. But what's mm-hmm. something that you really want? Say maybe the, a day or two after you're sworn in, that you really want to get on the books, Mayor? Like that you really want to make one of your number one priorities within the first. I, I always say I always hate to say 100 days, but say within the first few weeks of your administration. Well. I think we have to make a pretty definitive statement about um, the plan for summer violence and be transparent with people about that and engage 
in neighborhoods about what what role they can and should be playing. But I also think, um, you know, one of the first things I will do is make a pretty definitive statement about ethics and good government. You met with Eddie. I think it's going to be. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no think, go ahead. I, inter- I clipped you. I thought you know, I lost I, you. I, I, no, I, I expect that there's going to be some development now in May 20th in some of the public corruption cases that have been bubbling. Yes. Well, I think we're going to get, I expect, and, you know, I don't have any insider info, I expect that we're going to get a pretty um, big view of that sooner rather than later. And I think it's important for me as the new mayor to set the right tone about ethics and integrity in government. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you've said from from day one. You're going to have a, a different yep. look of a city council, too. Uh, there's some yep. uh, progressive Democrats. The progressive candidates have won. There's going to be a, a different city council. And uh, I, I think that's a good thing for the city. I think it's almost like starting with not completely a clean slate, but kind of from a, a square one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting mix, right? You've got a, a number of new people who are going to be coming in. Um, and we've got some are more seasoned veterans and then, you know, everything else in between. But fundamentally, we have to give um, life and truth to the mandate that um, has been given. Because certainly it was a mandate for, for to me, but I think for the entire elected class in our, in our city, in our in people want change. And I think they've been waiting for a long time, but there hasn't been a candidate in which felt like they could put their trust and confidence around the change message. And I'm grateful um, that I've given such a broad mandate. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I'm not going to let anybody undermine that. I'm going to work hard every single day to give truth, life, and continuity um, to the mandate that we've been given. You mentioned crime, too, just a few minutes ago, Mayor-elect. How was your yep. meeting with Superintendent Eddie Johnson? You know, it, it was good. It was the first time that I'm obviously meeting with him in this new role. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of respect and a good relationship with the superintendent, and we sat down with his um, key executive team and started the process of mapping out They're explaining to me you know, what their plan for summer violence is. There's more work to be done and more things for me that I have an interest in learning more about, which I intend to do. Um, but it, it was a good, uh, solid first meeting. Well, we appreciate your time. I know you're watching the game. Any any predictions? Or are you going to stay middle of the road? You know, it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting game. I think both teams are still trying to feel each other out. You know, it's the defensive battle. The offense, I don't think either team has really kind of fallen into a rhythm yet. Um, and, you know, and nobody expected it, I think. Well, Virginia probably was a pick of some folks, but you have to be a diehard Texas Tech fan to think that they were going to get to the to the big game. Um, I, I, you know, I like the whole Cinderella story. I think it's a good thing for um, the tournament and you know, college basketball going through lots of iterations with the you know one. You know, it looks like the NBA may, but I'm totally against um, open up to go directly from high school to the NBA. I think that's a terrible mistake, and well, I think have dire consequences for college um, basketball. But you know, there's nothing better than Madness. I mean, it's just great. I watched the women's game last. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, game, particularly in the fourth quarter. So this is clearly going to be a defensive struggle, as you know. You can see they're almost uh, finished with the first half, and neither team has cracked thirty points yet. Right.
It's it's March Madness, baseball's back, and uh, you're about to be sworn in as the 56th mayor of the city of Chicago. So congratulations, Mayor-elect. Well, thanks so much, and, and I love being on your show, and I look forward to coming back the next time. Very good. Thank you, and enjoy your root beer float. And uh, again, <laughs> is it going to be the, the, the year of the Cubs or the year? No, I won't, I won't ask you that, Mayor-elect. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't do that to <laughs> yeah, me. No, no, you have to be neutral. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Enjoy your night with your family and you rip your float. Thank you. Thank Take you care. so much. That is the uh, great right. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor-elect. She will be sworn in next month as the 56th mayor of the city of Chicago. All right, quick break here in the news. Back after this on 720 WGN. I wanted to make sure that everybody remembered that the Steve Cochran Show celebrates the most valuable person on the planet weekday mornings at 720 on 720 WGN Chicago. And if you are a smart speaker user, please say play WGN radio on tune in news at the top of the hour was sponsored by builder supply outlet huge thank you tonight to vivian lanu our awesome producer who's uh, back from her vacation thank you vivian thank you had a great time so far yeah you look nice and tan yes i am yeah i'm <laughs> mad about it thank you for punting <laughs> we threw you right into the show a few weeks ago and you're just a rock star tonight uh Lori lightfoot was a little detained but she's just awesome and we love uh, we love her people. We love her for being on with us. So, absolutely. and thank you for for uh, kind of going with the flow. Yes, absolutely. It's been fun. It's been a, it's been a fun show. And we always love when Steve Burnus from the Better Business Bureau is in studio. Hello, my friend. Good evening. How ha- are you? Has my mom talked to you lately? That, a couple weeks ago, I talked to her. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. I miss she, her. <laughs> she is so on your radar. I'm telling you, she's the one who told me um, about this. There's a there's a timeshare scandal oh, time that was going scandal, on, and right. then I heard about that from another friend of a friend, and it's I mentioned it to you. And you yeah. said, "Oh my God, this is you know this yeah. is going crazy with crazy. this right now. It's going crazy now. Like I sent your mom a care package oh. too. Oh, not too long ago. thank you. Yes, she uh, uses her swag, BBB swag, <laughs> which you always bring in for right. us. I got them here. <laughs> I have to tell you, your swag is second to none. That's right. at, at this radio station. Yeah, that's good. It's all over. We hope to. I, I love the seal, the BBB seal. You know who's a, who is a fan of your chapstick is uh, Kevin Powell from the Rokan Show. Oh, Kevin, is, we golfed with him. Remember? I, I know we did <laughs> yes. golf with him and Cochran yeah. and Dave Ennett right, and. Yeah. and you and I, we That's were a good team. We were a good team. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, but thank you always for all the gifts that you always bring sure, us no and everything. Problem. And, and uh, I know it's springtime. I know there's a lot, lots going on with you right that now. Never stops, never stops. Is for it, us. let me guess, I'm going to guess one of the biggest scams this time of year. Uh, lawn services, gutter cleaning, things to do, home repairs. Home repairs is usually the tip off to the rip off. In is the it the, spring the big team. one? It's the big one. It's, it happens every year. People start, you know, warm weather. Everybody wants to fix up their house and take care of the winter blues. Yeah. And a lot of stuff, you know, damage over the winter, you know, snow and salt and all that stuff. So they get these people that travel door to door or neighbor to neighborhood. I'm seeing lot- so much of that lately, it Steve. Is, people yeah. coming up to the door and ringing the bell. And there was kind of a lull for a few years. It was. It seemed to be now. There's incre- we're seeing a lot more questions and concerns about them, and actually, some of them actually have different names for different neighborhoods. And it's kind of do they really? Be- yeah, it's a Spanish neighborhood. They ch- they put a Spanish name on their van. If they oh. put a Polish neighborhood, they put a Polish name on their van. It's just uh, people that we- sometimes they call them storm chasers, but really they are just people that are trying to scam in in the- and during this time and period. Yeah, and unfortunately, you can't tell sometimes. I mean, there's legitimate door to door people, so don't get me wrong. But you should never ever obviously open a door to someone you don't 
don't know. But right. secondly, more importantly, you always get three bids. So regardless if they come to your door or not, you should still get three bids from somebody, not just go with the lowest bid either. But a lot of people are just opening their doors and uh, letting these people in their house and or doing work on their home, and it's inferior work. They they, they spray tar on the uh, on the uh, driveway or a little sealant, make it look good in the first rain, it all washes away. Oh, see. And there's this home improvement scams, roofings. I mean, people come over to your house saying that you're you got hail damage. I could see from the street you got hail damage. Yeah. Let's go up there and look at it. And they get up there and they make some damage. You know, a lot of consumers that they bring up a hammer with them and they make their own damage up there and then they claim it on the insurance company. So it's just got to be very careful out there. And I, I know how you feel about paying cash. Yeah, you never pay cash. Right. Never pay. That's important. Yeah. I mean, cash for is for a like, multitude of reasons. I mean, you need receipts. You need receipt as well, but cash is, can't be traceable. So yeah. only you're making giving somebody cash is like opening the window, throwing out the money. The same thing. Uh, pay your credit card, even if you have the money. Pay with your credit card. You have your best protection under the Fair Credit Billing Act, mm-hmm. and a debit card is good as well, but not as you know. It, it's better to use your credit card. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our number. You are always one of the most popular uh, guests when we have text sure. questions and phone questions. If you want to give us a call, Steve Burnus with the Better Business Bureau, CEO and President. There you go, Executive Director. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I, it took me how many years to get your title? About ten. Only. No, no. <laughs> All right, eight hey, and a half. Oh, we have to congratulate um, the Torch Award winner Torch and the Diogenes Award winner this year. Yes, the, yeah, the Torch Award winner. The, obviously, the person was Dale Mueller from uh, Amco Transmissions. Yes. Yeah, he won that as well. And the uh, Torch Award winner. I'm drawing a blank right now. Me? <laughs> oh no, that was last. <laughs> that year. That was last year <laughs> as well. This year was. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I can't believe it. It's, it's like a. It's one big cycle. Um, oh my lord. We have so many great reporters sure. in this town like um i know brad edwards does so much jason right. knowles um pam of course yeah. just so many different great reporters who are are just on this beat right. and yeah. that's what they do they basically work with you right. and you're you're so great because you're always with with tracy or you're on the different stations trying to get the message out that you know you don't want people to be scammed not at all we just did actually something with wgn tv today uh joe was in our office oh Donald, don't so you love him he's a nice, nice first time i get to yeah. meet him so he looks great but uh, i we, think yeah. he's got a future don't you? He does have yeah, a good future so. there. But there's, just, there, there's never stopped. I mean, everybody says, can you tell a scam? No, you can't really tell a scam until you do some research on it. You can't tell what they look like, the criminals. They look like us. They dress like us. They talk like us. So many people are being scammed. We had a call from a Tribune. I'm not going to mention his or her name. A Tribune employee lost $2,500 today. They, they, they wired money right. for uh, outside the country and for um, a land deal or something. I didn't mm-hmm. get the whole gist of it. But as soon as she said that she wired money, said that's a tip off the river. It's gone right and it's really gone so she's trying to get it back but uh it's just a big problem that we're seeing um you know scams it just i we can't keep up andrea it's no. just like it's just unbelievable people amount of people are losing timeshares and it's a big problem i want now. to talk to you about that sure. steve because the the timeshare story and as i said this was a friend of a friend and she said actually it's a friend of a relative sure. and i know this woman and she's smart and funny and bubbly and wonderful and she had called and we had a conversation and she said yeah and and i it was this timeshare and i gave him twelve thousand dollars and and she just kept talking and i went hold on that's a lot of money right and you're an intelligent woman right. what happened so right. 
you know, th- this timeshare scam, it seems to be popping up again. Now, what is this? So basically, and how is what, this swindling? Yeah, well, there's people? two variations. There are legitimate timeshare organizations out there, so I don't want to, you know, say they're all bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but there's some out there that just take your money and run with it. Or there's an organization that said they can get you out of your timeshare. So it's just a combination where you buy into like a vacation type club, but it's a long term contract. If you ever hear all the radio commercials, all the TV commercials about trying to get people out, think about all the people trying to get out. So you yes. may not want to get into this. You may want to look a little bit deeper into it and check out the organization, obviously, with the Better Business Bureau. Right. But yeah, you're locking yourself into long-term contracts. Some of them are lifelong contracts where you got to keep paying the maintenance fees every year, and then you got a two-week stint at a, a nice hotel. Some of them are great. I mean, there's some nice timeshare. Like Disney has a large uh, timeshare um, you know, part of their organization. There are some legitimate ones. Yeah, but there's some great by ones. By and large, no. There's some bad ones out there. And, and some actually completely rip you off. So I'm not sure about your twelve thousand dollar friend of a Isn't friend it, one. It was at a strip mall outside of Naperville, right? And and it was just a company. Yeah. And it, at one point, I think it was a legit company, but then somehow it just everything yeah. went online, and you know it was payments, and and it just yeah. We're seeing an increase in those timeshare complaints as well, especially on the recovery side when you try to get you out. We had a, a bank call us recently from West Suburban Bank called us, and they basically said that this consumer just wired this organization in Mexico to try to get out of it fifty thousand dollars. They wired oh, out to get on. out. And then they said it needed more, so he, they called up and they said, "What can we do?" I said, "Please stop him from wiring more money." Right. The consumer still he didn't believe me. He didn't believe the bank, West Suburban Bank, and he he, he sent another fifty thousand dollars. You know, I understand, and and this is any age, Steve. This just is not seniors or millennials or baby boomers. You know, sure. fill in the blank. I think any age, some people. And, and I might be, be guilty of this, too. I think a lot of us are in many ways that you don't want to be confrontational. Sure. You don't want to mess with the IRS. You don't, you know, you just want to pay your taxes and live your life and be with your family. And right. I think a lot of people, myself included, because I've called you oh, for right. certain things, right. you get scared you do. when you hear you owe money. And you need to send it immediately or else this will happen. Yeah, it works. That's why it continues to work. Everybody says, how's the IRS continue to work? Because people continue to give the scammers money. The only way to put scams out of business is not to give them your business. And that's the most important thing. You have to check out the offer before you buy or hire. Right. And that's so important. We have a scam tracker on our website. So if you get a call from IRS, that's all you have to go is our scam tracker, type in IRS, and it tells you all the scams associated with that particular IRS scam. So we have – it's really – Consumers doing their due diligence. They don't take the time necessary to do their homework. They believe people on the phone. They scare them half to death. I mean, I have people call me crying, literally crying. Oh, yeah. And then at one week, they called every reporter in Chicago. Now, I you called know? you that day, too. <laughs> I remember that. I said, <laughs> I said, you probably got scammed by the IRS. As soon as I called you yeah. and you picked up the phone, you said, you got the, the IRS call, right. didn't you? I so saw your Tracy name come Butler, they, we all got it. We all got, got it, it in one week. It's, yeah. it's happening. I don't know where they got all the numbers from, but it works. For, probably someone here. Probably someone here. <laughs> but it Cochran. happens all Cochran, there you go. <laughs> it happens all the time, and they're they're so good at it. I can't. I've been doing this for thirty two years almost, as you know. I started when I was one, but yes, you know, um, yes. I'm doing it for so long. You can't tell the difference between a scammer and a regular person. So no. people want to be believing, trustworthy. They tell you everything they want to hear because they're scamming you. They're a criminal. And you have said this so many times on this show, on this radio station, all over Chicago. The IRS is not going to call Never. you. I got a letter in the mail mm. from the IRS, and it said you owe seventeen dollars. And mm. before I called you, Steve, right. I called my accountant, and I said, can you please look this over? Is this a scam? And she said, 
no, you actually owe the IRS seventeen dollars. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so she said, "Do you want to write the letter or me?" And I right. said, "Oh, you go ahead and write it." So, but yeah. they usually send you a letter. They don't call you, you out of the blue. No, and anything that wants you to do something in thirty minutes, that is usually a tip off to the rip off. The only things you do in thirty minutes is buy pizza and get it delivered. That's it. Anybody else saying you got to pay something, or get deported, or you lose your license, or you owe money, a bill, government, whatever it may be, that's the tip off to the rip off. Thirty minutes or less, it's, don't do it. It's Steve Burns, the president and CEO of the Better. Business Bureau. We do have a couple of calls. Can you hang out of for course, a little while, Steve? To. Excellent. 312-981-7200 is our number. We'll get to your calls after this on 720 WGN. Nine thirty-five, seven twenty, WGN. Andrea Darlis. I'm with you here until ten o'clock. Then Patty Vasquez, and then Nick DeGilio. We are so excited to have with us in our studio tonight the uh, president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, Steve Burness. And uh, as I told you, Steve, you always get so many texts and so many phone I try, calls. I try. I'm getting text my friends now, <laughs> yeah. basically telling me, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. They know me too well. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, again, 312-981-7200 is our number. Let's take a phone call here. And Steve, just pop those headphones on right there. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for hanging on through the news. I know you had a, a question about uh, one you get all the time, Steve, about these phone scams. Yeah, uh, Steve, uh, I just wanted to check with you. In the wireless industry, you know, for decades, there's always been uh, some uh, suspicious characters out there. Uh, what's going on about wireless phone scams? Uh, and uh, how is the BBB uh, battling that? Well, Chris, look, it's, Chris, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold because uh, your phone was your phone, ironically, was a little uh, was yeah. a little yeah. Basically, iffy those there. wireless phone scams are all. There's basically people trying to give you get you to uh, to invest into these organizations. And yeah. Basically, they're trying to. They're some of them are, are scams and some are legitimate. But by and large, we're looking at them individually because there's so many different variations of this. Right. So I can't really say specifically on one particular one, but these wireless, they want you to 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 um, you know invest into these types of uh, situations. You know what I did, Steve is and and Chris, this might help you too. I actually paid. I think it's ninety nine cents a month now, and it will identify on your phone as potential spam Correct. and i think 99.999 percent it will say potential spam or it'll say someone it'll say a crazy name like peppermint smith there's something like which is truly a name that i did have on my phone one time not not i didn't know this person right, and i knew course. it was a scam i know you're laughing it sounds like a stripper <laughs> name i know <laughs> but yeah it was something like peppermint smith um and then that's how you know but it it kind of identifies i almost think it's worth it to spend the 99 cents a month or whatever your carrier charges yeah, some do some are good some are not it's up to each carrier is different but basically the, the the scammer knows how to get through those things so you know they, they'll spoof it they'll change it to the different numbers they know how to get around it so don't don't it's good they work but again the scammer is always going to find a way how weird is it when you call yourself when your number pops up as though you're calling or the first three digits it's usually they do the first four or five digits now they're going that detail yeah. because they want you to think hey this is really close to my number it's got to be a co-worker how do they get that it's all done by algorithms so they basically computers all do the work for them they, they do automatic dialing so they, they know the phone number your phone number and they just spoof it to two different digits and your phone number it's all done by computer so they press a button and it just constantly dials the organiza- uh, individuals and they wait to see who picks up. That's all they do. Boy, and we're talking about uh, different scams. Uh, riskiest scams in 2018. Now you have the BBB scam tracker. It's the risk report. Um, and I, I love this because it usually... 
I think we've usually heard of at least half of these scams. Right. They've affected people in our listening audience. So what what is you had a recent story too? A recent one is employment is actually scams were riskiest scams in 2018. People just like well, how does that become a scam? How well, does that become a scam? Well, people are looking online for jobs and they they actually post all their resume and all their information so people know who these people are. They know their email addresses. They got everything on them and your phone so, number and their sure. phone number. So they call them. They say we got a job for you. Oh, you do. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. We just need some information from you. We need your social security number, which employer does. And they ask for your bank account number. They ask for your mother's maiden name. Guess what? They steal your identity at that point. Or they will charge you a fee saying that in order to get this job, you have to do is that you have to file for these applications. And, you know, so basically everything that employer asks for, the scammer asks for, it's it's a perfect opportunity because when you're on a website of a well-known job listing service, you don't think you're going to get taken. But these these people are, are like vultures. They they uh, they sit on these sites of legitimate sites, and they they have all this information about you. Out there, when you post your resume, mm-hmm. you got your email address and some of the, on some of the things, and you put personal information. Right. So they use it against you. So hey, Mike, you're looking for a job? I got one for you, guaranteed. You know, pay you six figures. You don't need anything, but I need your credit card number. And then people do people because do. they well because yeah, they're right. again they they've applied for a job. They put their resume out there. How do you know, Steve, which sites are secure on which to put your resume and to well, put your information there's never there. a 100% secure site so I don't want consumers to know that you you can be taken on any particular site I'm not going to mention any names but there's some well known sites that, what the scammers do is they go into those sites as well so okay. they act as an employee employer and they actually see all this information they try to get you off that site so yeah, there's people that you know they try to get you to a, a different you know email me here email at this address get you off that website so they can't be monitored by the job listing service so you just got to be very careful why is it that so i i mean we all do a, a lot of online shopping and they sure. ask for a phone number and an email address so they can confirm the order and i can kind of understand the email address so you know if you have a problem you can email the person but i hate giving out my phone number yeah, I mean, is that is that risky to do? Well, can you, dec- you never Sometimes know. you can't decline. Though. Sometimes you can't decline it, but so- if you say no, you just get to do business somewhere else. Or, but sometimes they will allow you not to give it. Just they don't feel comfortable. <laughs> Some people get fake numbers. You know, as long as they have the email address, that's really what you want to, to get into. But the company behind you, you got to figure out what they're doing with your information according to their privacy policy. And some sell it. Is that where you have to read everything? Yeah, read you it. Click, nobody you does click that. accept. I, I yeah, never nobody, do that. Nobody does. It's like three or four pages. I get that. So you just got to be careful who you give your, your information. If you give to a scammer or somebody that's going to take it and sell it to others, it's a commodity now, your name and email. They're commodities. So they're bought and sold on the marketplace all the time. And especially if you fall for these types of offers, your name becomes uh, you know, more popular to them and, and more sought after. So they want individuals like you that answer your phones, that have fallen victim to a scam because they reload you. They actually try to scam you again. It yeah. happens all the time. So just because never answer your phone, that's one thing. Let it go to voicemail, right? You know, right? Is there? Um, remember the do the do not call list. Yeah, is that still? It's still does there, that still work? It, it works, but for legitimate organizations who adhere to it, but as the scammers don't care, they're violating federal law. Oh yeah, law. that's a good point. They don't, <laughs> right? and they're calling from a they're different country. They're not going to go. They're going to check the do not call yeah, list. So many times, oh. you know, I hear you know people record conversations. <laughs> I'm not do call list, but I don't blank and care. You know, right? Because they don't care. 
uh, they're calling from all over the world, and if they're scammers, they're not supposed to be calling you anyway, so they don't, they're doing something illegal already. So by the time you file a complaint, they're gone, you know? Okay, now this is, now this is really big brother, but, um, can you get people's personal information? So say you have, um, the ring or the nest or home security cameras, things of that sort. And again, this might be sure. extremely, extreme paranoia, Steve. Sure. But, you have to enter your information. Some a lot of people enter neighborhood watch programs, which right. are great because then you can keep an eye on right. you know shady characters coming to your door or, or, or just a neighborhood watch type of type of a program. But if you put your information in that when you're buying it, can they somehow get that information and track it back to your home and see through your security they cameras? They possibly in your could. Room? Depends if they hacked that organization. You know what all that information is stored. Wherever that information goes, I mean, you really in today's world is a matter of when you'll be hacked in some way, or or your bank, or your. You your, were hacked, weren't I you? I was. Yeah, I was hacked as well, and I was a victim of identity theft. So was a yeah. former Attorney General Lisa Madigan. That's right. It doesn't matter who you are; you'll eventually be hacked in some way or victim. So it's just a matter of time. You just got to be vigilant ahead of time and know what to look out for. So you can. You can be protective. You can live in a glass bubble and still have your identity stolen. It doesn't matter because you don't. Your your information's everywhere. Yeah, it's in your doctor's office. So I know. Mine was actually. Uh, I was in, some somebody said they broke into the employee's uh, office or the you know manager's office where my information really? was stored. It was an employee. So I got a call from the Naperville Police Department saying that I've been a victim of identity. Oh, and that, it was a former employee. It was a former employee of that company that had the information I gave them, them to, and the employee came in. So your information's everywhere. Doctors, lawyers. It doesn't matter. So basically, you know, you can not give your information out, and but you'll still be, you can be still hacked because you have bank accounts, you have everything. You got to be. You know what? One always freaks me out. I think I've told you this before too. Is say you're buying a pair of gym shoes, sure. or you know, just say say a pair of gym shoes, and you go to the website and you love the Nike with the the pink swoosh and the the yellow shoelaces. Then you go to Facebook or Instagram or right. any website you go to, there's the picture of the Nike gym right. shoes with the pink swoosh and the yellow shoelaces. Yeah, they follow you around. It's called following following you, and they have that ability to do that. So we suggest you clear your cookies. Every day? Every day. Yeah, you can now make really? a set on most computers. Again, I'm not a computer guru. Most computers, there's a switch. You can say clear on exit, you know, clear my cookies, and it'll clear all the information. So you should know that. If you don't, you can look in your owner's manual or talk to somebody who knows anything about your computer. Again, I'm not an expert in Arena, but they're... I do have that on my uh, PC where you just clear out the cookies every right. time you delete. But and clear it on your phone, too. Your phone, yeah. Some people yeah. don't think about the phone as well, but that's so I much never do. I mean, yeah. I always do. Yeah, people have all this information <laughs> As I reach there. for the phone. <laughs> as you reach for the phone and do it now. <laughs> 312-981-7200 is our number. It's Steve Furness from the Better Business Bureau. Uh, we do have a couple of texts and a phone call that we'll get to after sure. this on right. 720 WGN. 949 on 720 WGN. A few more minutes here with Steve Burnus from the Better Business Bureau, just ahead of the Patty Vasquez Show. We're talking about some of the 10 riskiest scams of nationwide of the nation uh, in 2018. And unfortunately, Steve, as you were telling me, that many of these have carried over into 2019. They so have. why don't we go through a couple of these uh, yeah, in the next few minutes these, or so. Online yeah. purchase number two, and that's where basically just a lot of fake counterfeit websites and you think you're buying from a legitimate organization you're not. Uh, fake checks, money orders, that's still a big problem. There was a, a huge problem last year. People have to remember when you deposit a check, it can take up 30 days to clear your bank. They right. always think in three days it clears. Never take a check and then ask to be sent wire money outside of from that check because that check can bounce in 29 days. So that's a big Big, big problems. Anybody gives you a check and says you to wire money or give money from that check, don't do it. Don't do it. Again, we talked briefly or before about home improvement. It's a big problem in the springtime. Yep. Advanced fee loan scam, that's coming up as well. Uh, 
people saying that you know you're looking down on your luck. You look online for advanced fee loan, and you get these great offers. But you, the tip off to rip off is you got to give money. So those, anytime anybody asks you money for a loan, that's the sign of a warning sign. Right. And you can't, you shouldn't do it. Tech support, somebody calling you. Uh, Bill Gates is not going to call you and tell you <laughs> right. he's going to fix or his email computer. you. Sorry. Right. And they do that all the, all the time, and they ask you for money or they lock your computer, and you can only get out by calling them. So be very careful on those tech support scam. Nobody calls you out of blue and tells you you have a problem and you need to dial into your system. Investments, again, big problem as we talked about that. Investments are always uh, online, especially. you got to know who you're investing with and nobody can guarantee new returns. Right. I don't care what they say, especially if they're related to church. We see a lot of those religious ones where they get everybody in the church to to you know to, uh, buy these investments. Be very careful on that, no matter if it's from a church or not. Right. Travel vacation, springtime's coming up and you're going to have a lot of tra- travel vacation scams, especially online. You know, people you get these great offers. There's nothing behind it, and there's a lot of things they're doing now. They're, they're renting houses, but they're it's not their house to rent. So basically, they're, take, they're taking pictures already on somebody else's website and saying they it's their house. You want to rent it? Send us a uh, send us a certified check or give us your credit card number. And it's not there. So, but just be careful. I mean, if if again, yeah. if you see something that looks suspicious. You just got, go to your website. Go, yes, with gut feeling is something's wrong. That's what it usually is. Yes. And the tip off to the rip off. And grants, government grants. Got, the government doesn't give out free money by just calling you out of blue. Darn it. And so, unfortunately, you got to work for a living. And, uh, and you can get grants, but you have to apply for them. Nobody's going to call you out of blue and ask you for your credit card information. So be careful on that. Be careful on that. Can I add one? Can I add my course, own one? Uh, just just years, years of working with you and, and <laughs> years of learning from you. Sure. Fake tickets. Fake tickets. You oh, know, I know it was the problem. Cubs opening day today uh the white Sox opened last week uh, it just in Lollapalooza, you know people are yeah. excited uh, riot fest t- tickets are coming up be careful of those fake tickets exactly. especially buying on craigslist because if, well, these are really un- counter uh, tickets you can't counterfeit but the consumer buying doesn't know that what they're buying right so and you can print it up on, right. on an air printer from anywhere exactly so people have to realize who you're buying from craigslist is probably the worst thing to buy tickets on because you're not going to know until you walk into the stadium i'm sure there's many tickets that were uh you know bought online and fake for the cubs game today as well it happens all the time for yeah. the plays uh again know your source and know you're buying from because the only way you can det- detect a scam until you walk in the door and it's too late yeah and there's nothing you can do once you get the tickets exactly. you buy know, from reputable online can't ticket get brokers back. and that are licensed in, we- other, in other words accept the ugly reality that well we're surrounded by some not so honest people yeah very true very true 312-981-7200 is our number a couple of texts can we take of here course, steve before to. you have to take off here somebody said uh love the show love you guys i'm afraid there's no such thing as extreme paranoia anymore because <laughs> i said maybe i'm being extremely paranoid with some of these things right. but um someone enjoying the uh the, not enjoying but learning from the timeshare right. conversation that we had before someone fell for this scam now they're looking for a legit lawyer and a way to get out of a timeshare. Well, it's hard to do. You got to find a good one. So you can go to the Better Business Bureau website. We're actually a referral agency. So if you need a, an attorney or time release, you know, timeshare release company, you can go to our website, look under accreditation, and see who's accredited by us, and pick somebody from that list of uh, people. So it's actually Better Business Bureau is a free reser- referral service. Yeah. So go to our website bbb.org before you hire by. Before you buy or hire BBB, it. there you go. Go to the website um, from the eight one five. I'm wondering, are pyramid business schemes legal? Are they still scams? Are they out there? They're out there. They're not illegal. And pyramid is basically when somebody you know you know takes money from investors and they pay somebody else back you know on the top. Uh, so those are usually the pyramid schemes when they guarantee you money back, or if you give them money, we'll invest on that. 
don't do it. Pyramid schemes are a big problem, and sometimes you don't know you're part of it. It's you know the you know Bernie Madoff, you know that whole pyramid thing oh my with God, him. So right. people, I mean, these are legitimate people, you know, that fell for it as well. But pyramids usually when you start paying money back and you're not getting anything back from them, they're paying off the other investors. So it's just a it's a rat's nest. Be very careful who you're investing with. Know them, trust them, and do some research on them with the BBB. My mom always used to say, "When in doubt." Don't. Don't. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you have. Your uh, mom's a very smart woman. I know. She loves you. Oh, my God. She's gonna, She's listening right now. I know she's going to be calling Hi, you tomorrow. Hi, Mom. Listen to her. <laughs> yeah. um, one more from the 630, Steve. Uh, Cubs tickets are digital only. Should this person still be wary? Yes. You always have to be wary because people don't know they're all digital, so they'll still try to sell you tickets. That's what I'm saying. The, the Sox and the Cubs are trying to get avoid these tickets by doing digital and on mobile, but people buying tickets online don't realize this, and they are buying fake tickets. Yeah. They don't know what they're buying. Yeah. So anybody offers you cups tickets, no. Don't do it. No. Don't don't unless wait. you know them and, and trust right, them. Right. Right. Well, but, you try. You've tried to do that to me. Yeah, you've offered me cups tickets. And you bought times. it too. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> For what the first heck? two years? Yeah, I couldn't get in the park. <laughs> Steve, um, you are always so generous. Every time you come in, you have gifts for the listeners. Right. We have the website webcam covers. So this actually covers that go over your computer. It's free of charge from the BBB. Just reach out to me at the Better Business Bureau. I'm on Facebook. I'm online. Go to BBB website for Steve Burness. It's webcam covers. You put it over your webcam covers. So you slide it back and forth when you need your camera in case you're hacked. They can see through your camera, so we want you to protect. Instead of putting a tape over it, you have a Better Business Bureau a little a, a tool here to prevent you from anybody using your camera. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. Let's do My one pleasure. more quick phone call before you have to get out of here. Of hey, course. Victoria. Hi there. Hey, you had a question for Steve Burness. I do. Um, my mom, they're in their 90s, and they had, uh, my mom had an HVAC person come out for a $69 furnace cleaning. Well, it ended up that the gentleman kept telling my dad that the carbon monoxide level is very high and that they need to have the furnace replaced. And my dad generally doesn't do this, but he immediately went to the bank. He was scared. He went to the bank and got $14,000. How much? Oh, no. $14,000. $14,000? How big is the house? Yes. Well, I called other companies, and they said the most it would have been for air conditioning unit and for central air and for the heating, the furnace. The most it would have been was six thousand. Usually six to eight thousand dollars for a a regular size Chicago home. Exactly. But you can file a complaint with us, the attorney general, as well. But you know the squeaky wheel always gets you know the oil, so. Please yeah. file a complaint okay. with us. If you're, you're unfortunately, you wish your dad would have paid with a credit card, like I mentioned earlier in the show. I know, but he didn't know. You yeah, did, yeah, you don't know that. But file the complaint, well, Victoria. Yeah, please call the Better Business Bureau exactly. to and file online. I guess it was just the carbon monoxide, and they just were so scared. They thought they were going to die. Yeah, it's a scare tactic that happens oh, all the time. Completely, completely. If somebody ever tells you that, you just have somebody else. You have a second person look at it, unless you know and trust the organization. But a lot of times, they scare the heck out of people, like they did. You know, people in their nineties, like her, like she said, her mom and dad. You know, Victoria, we're, we're so sorry that they went through that. But please file that complaint tomorrow, okay? 
I will do that. Thank and, you so much. You, Enjoy listening. You Thank bet. You. Thank you so much. Bye. Poor Victoria. And please keep us posted on your parents please, and Please, especially. What Victoria, call me, please, tomorrow. Let me know, too. I'd like to get involved in this one for you. Absolutely. And you answer all the calls. I know I you do. do. I do. And all the emails. So, Steve, thank you so much again. How can uh, how can our listeners get the webcam cover? Go to the Better Business Bureau site and look under Steve Burns. Find my, my emails there and just email and say you're a listener to the show and I'll give them free of charge as we did many other times. So we have a great following and great listeners and we love to help. And please call the BBB first, not after. I've been doing this for 32 years. I wish people would call the BBB first because it's too late sometimes. When in doubt? Check it out with the Better Business Bureau. Thank Before you buy or hire, BBB it. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. You bet. Patty Vasquez is coming up next. 720 WGN.